The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Red Pill Tamales, and we have freedom of speech thanks to our patrons. Y'all know how big tech be trying to shut people down. It's one week you can't say certain things, you can't ask certain questions. If you want to join, hit us up, patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales now is the time to speak up and keep an open mind because we're seeing so many things we're seeing men allowed in the women's locker rooms we're seeing like boy biological boys competing against women you got this polarizing politicized mask debate where track students have to run with a mask uh schools being shut down churches they want to shut down churches taxes going up gas price going up what is what? What the hell is happening? We need lions like you, members of the TIA, the Tamal Intelligence Agency, and we need to grow the movement. Rob, tell them what good content we got coming. Every Wednesday, there's a public episode of RPT. You get an exclusive one on Fridays. You get Chingo chats on Mondays, and in the future, we're working on programming for also Tuesdays and Thursdays, so you have all week TIA exclusives if you join the Patreon. And be warned, people will call you kooky, crazy, sellout, conspiracy theorists, but all we want is objectivity, and we're just trying to get to the truth, y'all. We're trying to figure out what is what so that we can conduct our, our lives and our businesses, and we can get back to normal and raise our families. Por favor, believe it. It is an honorable thing to be a member of the Tia. Sas. All right, so check it out, yo. If you're like us and you want to get more books read, but can't always find the damn time to sit your ass down and read an actual book, then try Audible. We partner with Audible to give you, members of the TIA, the TIA, and all our podcast listeners, a free book is yours to keep forever and a 30-day trial of their Audible Premium Plus package. No contract. You can cancel anytime, and they'll give you a reminder when your trial is about to end. Here's all you got to do. A couple steps. Click the link in the show notes below, or just go to audibletrial.com forward slash red pill tamales click on audible premium plus put your info browse what book you want and get your free book uh let us know what you got why'd you why'd you get that book and what you think about it we'll talk about it on the show sas right now i want you to get ready for the masa messiah the tamale kingpin. You know where I'm going with this? El Rey del Foreplay. I'm all, hey, I'm already not comfortable. The Versace Mariachi. What? All the way from Houston, Texas. Chingo Bling. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Why y'all ain't clapping? Mm. Come on, man. Come on, man. Este, we were going to talk about what? Well, we, I mean, it's kind of, we said leave it at the door, but kind of free speech and uh, comedy oh, and the uh, Tony Hinchcliffe thing. Yeah. Did you watch the, any of the, any of his, uh, so for people that don't know, Tony Hinchcliffe, one of the many comedians that moved from California to Texas, right? To Austin in particular. Uh, he's been doing shows at, uh, I forgot the name of the place, but Rogan does them there. They do Kill Tony. Is it like Antones or something? Or? Well, Antones is one of them, but they have, a, it's like something like Gas Company or, I forgot what it's called. It, it's a place where they do uh, red band shows, you know, and secret shows and kill Tonys and 
open mics and so on and so forth. And they had a show, a secret show, that Tony Hinchcliffe was not uh, a, like a part of. They didn't advertise that he'd be there. But it was a, it's still like a Red Band Death Squad kind of show, so people knew who they might expect. Long story short, I think it was the opener... A uh, guy from Dallas, uh, I didn't pull his name out. Like Peng, Peng, Peng Dang, Dang I think. Yeah. yeah, okay, that's what it must have been, since we both remembered it. Peng Dang. And uh, he does about a 10, 15-minute set, a lot of race jokes, Asian jokes, and a ton of white people jokes as well. He brings up Tony Hinchcliffe, and Tony opens up by doing what Tony Hinchcliffe does, and it's going hard in the fucking paint. He is a roast comic. He is a fucking he's coming after you kind of guy, right? Mm -hmm. And he just goes off of what Dang had been talking about. Soy sauce. Yeah, he's, he starts roasting the crowd too. Like, yep. like you white uh, race traders. Race over traders. here laughing at this man, clowning y'all. Yes, Liberal yes. white. Look at you liberal woke white girls yeah. clapping and shit. Dude, it was funny. I actually watched all of his stuff. And, and he was roasting Austin too. He's like, man, they told me to move over here. Get rid of... He said, get away from the homeless. Get away from the... Uh, what'd he say? Uh, the homeless and the something else. And he's like, and I come here and look. There's more of it than in California. You know, obviously exaggerating, but still... Pretty true, I'm sure. It is. And uh, someone rele or gives the, that clip to Dang, and uh, he posts it up, and it's like, uh, got to bring up Tony Hinchcliffe uh, last night. You know, happy you know Asian Heritage Month, I think it was. Very passive-aggressive. Mm -hmm. It starts going viral. I mean, it's on TMZ. It's on everywhere. And it was because he, oh, yeah, he called him. Uh -huh. Yeah, he was like, he's like, give it up for the, the little dirty chink or something like that. Yeah. And then kept going off of other bits he was talking about. And it was really taken out of context if you know don't know Tony Hinchcliffe and didn't see the whole set. Because a lot of it was funny. And I'm not saying that that was like the best choice of words. But from a comedian who had worked with Tony before to do something like that. They had a working relationship. They had a working relationship. And from what I understand, Tony had also requested him for like a, a the New Year's show, I think this year or last year, that he did. And it's just like, wow, that's fucked up in my opinion. It's called clout. So Ping Dang made the choice. He he chose to try to frame Tony Hinchcliffe as like this racist bigot, uh, removing necessary context, editing down what needed, you know, what how he wanted it, and did it for clout. He tweeted it in a manner that he knew would go viral. Instead of hollering at Tony one on one. If it really bothered you, like, hey, man, why'd you call me the CH word or something, right? Yeah. You know, the one that rhymes with blink. Um, <laughs> you know, that was one way to go about it. Like, if you're a real comedian, that's the way shit gets handled in the comedy world. Um, it's not, like, basically, he just ended his own his own career. Mm -hmm. He just shot himself in the foot. He chose to, to for the, go for the clout, go viral, and it will now have the reputation as someone who... I guess doesn't understand the art of stand-up and chose to be Mr. Woke victim, which is a, a, a position of weakness, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Um, that's the day and age we're living in, man, where people just want to, you know, they want to jump the gun and don't take the stairs. They want to take the elevator. Like, I'm going to be known. I'm going to get so many interviews this week. Oh, my God. And uh, the in I guess the interview, I don't know if that was the link you sent me, but he was telling the reporter, like, yeah, the news even made it to China, and my family from over there called me. They're like, be careful because, you know, there's so much Asian hate in that racist country where you live. And it's like, of course, of course China wants to promote that in China because 
They control the narrative in China. They control their internet. They, there's only one narrative. You can have 50 newspapers, but it's one story. So they're in the process of trying to paint us as a shitty country that's racist against Asians so that they could justify all the shit they're trying to do to us. Um, do you remember when the story was Cat Williams does anti-Mexican rant? Do you remember that? I don't remember. I love Cat Williams. I don't remember that. Well, check this out. Somebody might call you a sellout. Yeah. For, for being Mexican and saying you like Cat Williams. So this was probably, man, maybe like eight years ago. Long time ago, right? I used to listen to all his shit on Spotify. All he, his albums. Yeah, he's one of my favorites by far. And I, I got a chance to hang with him. And I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Oh, dope. It's the, so the story was Cat Williams was performing in Phoenix. And he goes on an anti-Mexican rant uh, saying mean things to, you know, people in the crowd you know and here's a clip and it's like da, 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 you know this motherfucker blah, 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 he probably got a knife on him da, 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 he shanked me whatever whatever and people were this is back in the day people were like leaving comments on my shit like chingo you better defend us you better denounce cat williams you better say something as a as a representative of the brown community and this and that and i wasn't a stand-up comedian at the time but I had already hung out with him once, so I'm just like, I can't, I don't know how I'm gonna, how I can explain this to y'all, but this isn't what y'all think it is, you know? Now, now that I understand stand-up comedy, here's what it is. The motherfucker was a heckler. <laughs> Hecklers get dealt with. Yeah. And I'm glad he didn't fucking apologize uh, when Cat Williams did a couple um, interviews and they're like, so do you apologize? Do you apologize? It was like the beginnings of cancel culture. Mm. It was the beginnings of politically correctness. This is like before the Oscars canceled uh, Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart for some shit he tweeted in third grade or whatever, right? <laughs> um, thankfully, Kevin Hart turned down the job to the Oscars. And thankfully, uh, Cat Williams didn't apologize for shit because... It was a hoax. He was being framed the same way they were framing Trump. Sorry, it's getting political. The same way we have hoaxes in the media all the time. So the clickbait is Cat Williams is a racist against Mexicans and he did an anti-Mexican rant. No, you framed it as an anti-Mexican rant. In reality is, is this. I'm going to take the same facts and give you a better, more accurate headline. Cat Williams was doing a show. A motherfucker got out of line and started talking shit. Cat Williams handled him. End of story. Yeah. That's it. That's really what happened. It wasn't, he said, drink bleach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, 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 no. I see what you're trying to say. But being that I understand how the media works, how they have an incentive to clickbait you, how they have an incentive to hit you in the emotions at the, at the expense of someone's career. Right? Just like, chingo bling. Uh, you know, he's a sellout coconut. And that's the headline. Because he voted for somebody who hates Mexicans. And it's like, mm, no, I think Chingo Bling is pro-America and he's pro-freedom. And he's, he's not convinced with Biden as a candidate. That would have been a better fucking headline. <laughs> but then it wouldn't have gotten as many clicks. Exactly. And unfortunately, we live in a time where you, that is playing the game. They are, what they're doing is playing the game. And as it goes, you can't hate the player. You got to hate the game. You know because if they don't make it as clickbaity, if they don't make it as enticing for the person, they're not going to get as many clicks. They're going to make less revenue, so less on and money, so forth, yeah. right? But it's, it, it is upon the person to go and read the article, watch the video. And if it's edited, which you could tell in a lot of these things, find the full video and get, make your own informed opinion. Because dang... He himself in that article, I think, and I think it was a Vulture article I'd sent you, he says, like, 
yeah, it was edited, you know, because I understand uh, how social media works. <laughs> he even went down to the detail of like, yeah, reels get more views. So I edited it down to a real version, which is a 30 second clip from a 20 minute fucking yeah. set. Now you trying to frame him. So this, this is my advice to Tony Hinchcliffe. I understand he lost his representation at WME, William Morris Endeavor. Which I don't know how that goes. You can maybe expand upon that. Like, why would anybody want to drop such somebody that's so hot like Tony Hinchcliffe? Well, because they're on some woke shit. Um, they want to virtual signal. Hollywood is overrun by leftists. And they rather sit on their high horse and feel like they have moral authority and drop somebody like a hot potato just so that they could be like, we are William and we're going to make a press release. We're William Morris Endeavor and we no longer associate with Tony Hinchcliffe and any comedians who push uh, division in, in AAPI communities, Asian Heritage Month, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. He's better off without them. You don't need them. Yeah. They just want to take 10, 10, 15, whatever percentage off of something you already built. You're the one out there hitting the clubs. You're the one out there building up your fan base, interacting with people. All they do is drop the fucking ball. Bro, how many, if I had a dollar, every time agents will fly out to my show, fly out to New York, pop up at Phoenix, want to holler at me after the show. And me and my wife just sitting there, I'm like, she does all my bookings. Okay, well, how much of the door is the improvs getting you? Because we can probably get you 10% more. I was like, okay, and then that's the 10% that's going to you, which keeps me where? Same spot you was at. Mm. Oh, okay. So I trust I trust my wife more because she loves me. She don't love the industry. Y'all love industry. Y'all don't love me. Yeah. So until you could make a compelling argument as to why somebody like Chingo Bling should quote unquote in, get in bed right because mm-hmm. when you do business with somebody it's like you marrying a motherfucker getting in bed with one of these agencies now you got to sign a contract now you got to answer all they calls answer all their emails they're gonna convince you to do certain shit um you really ought to do this psa or oh here's another thing i don't like about them agents and industry people 